Get your smartphones, get your tablets. Everyone, let's get into the Word. To all of my friends watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, whatever device you're watching on, God bless you and bless you and bless you. Because today, you chose God. Thank you so much for tuning in every week to this broadcast. Certainly it is my prayer and the prayer of the Emmanuel Church that God shall continue to speak to you and develop you each and every day. Blessings to you. Let it shine, part five. What a blessing it is to be alive and to see such a marvelous day in Jesus' name. And all of us, every born-again believer has within them the ability to let it shine. Whether you use it or not, you have the ability to not only affect your life, but you have the power and the ability to affect the lives of others. Every person on the planet has the power to choose. Somebody say, I have power. Come on, say, I have power. You have the power to choose to believe in God, and you have the power to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as Savior. I have to pause here because there was a lot of chatter in the world about this week with people going around saying on different social media outlets that you can get to heaven without Christ. And I want to set the record straight. I want to make sure I tell you what is proper and right and what is the truth. Jesus said, there is no way to the Father. Come on, Bible people. Jesus said, there is no way to heaven but through him. You cannot bypass Jesus and get to God. You must accept Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. That's why Pastor White preaches every week. Believe in God and accept his Son as Savior. Say amen. So for those of you listening, those of you watching all over the world, and you're hearing this about all you have to do is believe in God and you will go to heaven, that's not the truth. Jesus said, I am. Oh, I guess I'm by myself. I am the way. The Bible teaches us by doing so, we come out of darkness into the marvelous light. The question I have for you, I love asking this every week. Did you let your light shine this week? Did you let your light shine this past week when you were at home, when you were at work, or you maybe went to your doctor's visit or the dentist, but did you let your light shine? God gives us opportunities each week, and as maturing Christians, we must take advantage of our opportunities. I heard somebody <laughs> said to me, Pastor, you said do something thrilling, do something exciting. Listen, man, if you've never bungee jumped, don't say pastor told you to bungee jump. 
don't put that off on me, man. Do something thrilling. Well, I'm going to get on a pair of roller skates. Deacon Strickland, you couldn't pay me to get on a pair of roller skates. Now, well, you're a young man. You can get away with it, Deacon, but I, hey, man, I, I'm just not quite there yet. If you're bored, do something thrilling. God meant for your life to be exciting. Don't wake up every day and just say, oh, it's just another day. No, wake up on purpose, and you have to practice saying this so it becomes a part, so it's automatic. Practice saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I don't care what I had to deal with yesterday, the troubles of yesterday, the responsibilities of yesterday, the cares of yesterday. I leave them in yesterday. Say amen, church. Do something different because God wants to energize you. That's what he's been doing for 17 months. He's been energizing you, preparing you, equipping you for this very moment. Once things have been correctly arranged on the inside, then the exterior is the next thing that needs to change. All of us, every born-again believer, every follower of Christ, every Christian, we are called not just on Sunday. We are called every single day to reflect Jesus. I want to be a reflection of Jesus. That should be our ultimate goal. It's time out for the church living for Jesus just when it's convenient. It's time out for the church living for Jesus just on Sunday. I want to be a reflection of Jesus every day. Jesus says last week, he taught us in the gospel of St. Matthew chapter 4, that we are to change our mindset. Jesus came on the scene at the age of 30 and he hollered to everyone, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I told you the word repent means to change the way you think. A behavior modification, if you've tried to work on yourself and nothing's happening, ask the Holy Spirit, work on me. The Holy Spirit, he's called a helper. If you need help, why not ask the one who's called the helper? Say amen, somebody. We need a spiritual renewal. I, I appreciate now, I'm going to see how many maturing Christians I have. I appreciate when my members call to share things with me. I appreciate when members call and I say, Pastor, pray for this. Or, Pastor, can you do this? Listen, I appreciate all of that. That's good. It's nothing wrong with that. But listen to me carefully. If you tune in, Sister Donna, you know, every single week to hear the word of God, you don't have to call me every day. It went right over your head. Because if you tune in, and if you're really in tune, talk about that spiritual tune-up, when you're really in on all cylinders, you don't have to call your pastor or your prayer buddy for everything. You know how to get down and talk to the Lord for yourself. Say amen. We need that spiritual renewal. 
through the power of God, our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears are being opened every week. All of us turn on the news and we hear social media about disasters taking place all over the world. We have to move to a different position, the church. We have to desire to move to a new level of enlightenment. God says he's not satisfied with people giving him lip service. I, I told you a few weeks ago, people, since we're wearing the mask everywhere, people have become masters of looking at your eyes. But a lot of people still, before they even had the mask on, only gave God lip service. Somebody get your finger up. Ooh, see how many maturing Christians I have. Say, that day is gone. When it says that those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth, that means it can't just be something that you say. It has to be something that you do. That means the church cannot be afraid to stand up for the truth. When we mature and have that desire to want more of God, God will pour more into us. God intended this Christian walk to be an adventure. Amen. Please don't take your time. Please don't take life for granted. If you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and I have some 90-year-old members, no matter how old you are, every day is a gift. Don't allow people, I love, let me say the devil first. Don't allow the devil, don't allow people to have power over you. Power over you is where somebody says something out of the way to you. Back in the day that used to ruin your whole day. Stop giving people power over you. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. I've been on the planet going on 54 years. It's not because of what nobody else has done. I'm only alive because of the goodness, because of the mercy, because of the grace. Hallelujah. Life should be an adventure. If you're bored, Ask God to renew your spirit. On this journey of life, how can we ever really be bored when every day we're discovering more about God? That's the purpose of your existence, to discover more about God. He knows, I tell you a secret. <laughs> he literally knows everything about you. God knows every thought, I was talking to some sisters this morning, every thought you've ever had, God knows. And God wants us today in 2021 to stop being so worldly-minded and let's be a little bit more heavenly-minded. Because the things you do today, I tell you about don't mess up your future self, not only will the things you do today affect your future self tomorrow, but the things you do today will affect your future self when it's time for heaven. There is a process that leads to peace. 
there's a process that leads to calmness and tranquility. And together each week, we'll discover this. God does not want, please write this down, God does not want his children underdeveloped or under-equipped. And for 17 months, God has been giving you a fast, a speed, a crash course in strength. I love saying this. I am stronger than I think. The last 17, 18 months have not been easy, but you are stronger than you think. God has been developing you and equipping you just as Jesus was prepared, you have been prepared. But I'm in a pandemic. God said, let it shine. But pastor, you don't know what's going on in the world. God said, let it shine. But pastor, there's so many things that's taking place. God said, let it shine. Last week, we discovered that Jesus, when he opened his public ministry, he could have opened up Minister McGee saying anything. He could have talked about love. He could have talked about forgiveness. He could have talked about money. Jesus could have talked about anything. But the first thing he said was, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And please write these scriptures down. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. That's where we were last week. And write this down. Mark Mother Riley, chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus wanted everyone to know who calls themselves a believer the importance of repentance. Amen. Would you have an opportunity this week? I want everyone watching and listening to please read the entire fifth chapter of Matthew. This particular chapter shows us what took place when Jesus preached a sermon up on the mountain. This is where Jesus started explaining eight qualities in the life of a kingdom-minded believer. I just don't want to be a believer. I want to be kingdom-minded. See, remember, this earth, this world, Time one day will come to an end and the kingdom will last forever. Say amen. Today we're going to be looking at verses 14 through 16. But first I want to take a short look back. Look at verse 9 of chapter 5. Verse 9 talks about peacemakers. Circle it in your Bible. Verse 10 talks about those that are blessed or those that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Number 11 talks about blessed are those when all kind of evil, look at your Bible, are said against you. Let your light shine when you're persecuted. Let it shine when people are talking against you. Then verse 12 says, rejoice and be glad. Every believer, despite what you go through, Jesus reminds us to rejoice and be glad. Look at verse 14 of chapter 5. Pastor's reading. 
from the Amplified Bible. You are the light of the world. Jesus says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And as we begin to grow into the light, as we begin to grow into the creations that God wants us to be, have you noticed a difference in your life? Jesus is speaking here, and he makes this statement, standing on a mountain, preaching a sermon that was shocking for common people to hear. Why would Jesus tell common people, you are the light? You would think he would be saying this to the wealthy. Say amen. He'd be saying that to the millionaires of the day. You are the light. But no, the Bible says Jesus told common people, you, hear me out, not the politicians. Say amen, somebody. Not Hollywood. Well, that's what some of y'all follow. Some of y'all follow everything Hollywood tell you. Not your social influencer. Not religious leaders, but you. Take your finger. Take your thumb. How many of you got a thumb? We always say, hey, I'm doing cool. I'm doing well. Say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. The only God, the only Christ, the only Bible that some people will ever look at is you. And you have to realize that we really are God's representatives. We, we can't represent God just when we feel like it. We can't just represent God when everything's going well. We have to show people what God is like. That means when a challenge comes up, be conscious of how you react. Because the devil's always waiting to say, don't give the devil any pleasure. Say amen, somebody. I want to reflect Jesus. I want to reflect God. I want to reflect my heavenly Father. God has equipped us. When things come up, are we listening to God? That's so important. We're being bombarded so much by things all the time. Are we listening to God? Light is one of the basic elements for there to be life on earth. The main function of light is to illuminate the darkness. Our main functions as believers, as humans, is not to get up every day and eat three meals a day. That is not your main function. Oh, I'm speaking to the body of Christ. My main function is to illuminate light. My main function in life is to represent God. And you cannot represent God if you're acting exactly like the world. When was the last time you lit something up? When was the last time you walked in and people were glad to see you? When was the last time somebody said, hey, it's just nice being around you? Because we are called to represent God. 
Raise your hand. Say, I want to represent God. Now do pastor a favor. Get your finger out. Point at somebody. Say, we have to do better. Come on, be honest. Be honest. Tell them. Say, we have to do better. The last time you lit something up, the last time you made somebody smile, the last time, when was the last time you gave somebody hope? The world is hurting. People are hurting. People are dying. People are sick. And they need to know there is hope. But the hope is not in government. Thank God for government. Thank God for government programs. But that's not my source. My source is God. My hope and my trust and my confidence is in Light it up. When you go home, light it up. Stop expecting somebody else to light your fire. It used to be a song, come on, baby, light my fire. Don't act like you don't know that song. But why, why do you need somebody to come on and light your fire? I have the Holy Spirit. I'm serious, man. He lives in me. He dwells in me. He energizes me. He speaks to me. He guides me. He counsels me. I don't need somebody, come on, light my fire. I'm on fire because the Holy Ghost is like fire shut up inside of my bones. I can't help but tell somebody about the goodness and about the greatness of God. He'll deliver you. He'll make a way for you. He'll answer prayers for you. He'll open up windows for you. He'll make your enemies your footstools. He'll send power down from heaven. Hallelujah. Point at somebody say, light it up. Why you gonna hide? Point at somebody else. Say, light it up. It's time for believers to bring hope to those who have, I told you, been in a semi-depression. Semi-depression where you don't want to roll out of bed, Jesus says, arise. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. God, write this down. Come on, realize this. God chose you. Thank you, Father. He didn't make a mistake. So he must have messed up when he chose so-and-so. First of all, be concerned about yourself. God chose you. He didn't make any mistake because that's impossible for him to do. Somebody said, well, I won the lottery. You didn't win a lottery. God predestined you to be a light. God has commanded for you to be a blessing. God has demanded and commanded for you to be an encourager. It's so many things going on, and I don't know about you, but if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit regulating my thought process, man, this would be a challenging time. But I, I'm learning each day, literally, to cast my cares upon the Lord, amen, leave it in his hands, and keep on giving God praise.
We are called by our creator to be light. It's time to be radiant. It's time for believers to shine. It's time <laughs> because God has been preparing us for this moment in history. What a blessing it is when we can grow to the point that we can obey God. Listen to me carefully, despite of what others may think of you. A lot of people say, Pastor, I don't want to let anybody know I'm saved because I don't know what they'll think of me. Who cares what people think of you? Why are you going to continue, baby Christian, teenage Christian, to give people power over you? I don't care if any, I don't care who knows that I love God. I don't care who knows I belong to God. I don't care who knows I believe in heaven. Jesus was not hung up on anybody talking about him. He knew they were going to talk about him. Jesus knew they sought to kill him, yet he stayed on mission. He was on a mission to do the will of his father despite of what he knew was being said about him. Israel, during this time period, was called to be a light for the Gentiles. And now the blessing has been passed to you and I. In 2021, we're in the month of August. We're going to be entering September next week. God wants us to carry the banner. God left you alive to carry the banner. Wherever you end up going or doing, God expects you to carry the banner, to let everybody know, I am saved. There is hope. God does care. Somebody say amen in the house. Tell me, when was the last time you pulled yourself up out of the rut? The Bible says, dust yourself off. Listen to me. The devil wants to try to constantly... Not sometimes. He wants to just pull you down. Listen, that's all he wants to do is pull you down. But all God wants to do is build. Why would you, listen to me, why would you in your right mind purposely choose to hang out with And turn over your power and authority to somebody who wants to pull you down. I would rather be part of a kingdom where God has not only God, but God will give you favor where people will come. Favor will come. I told you a few weeks ago, influence will come to build you up to bring to pass the dreams that God has placed inside of you. Clap your hands, because I said a whole lot. I, I hear people say to me, Pastor, during this pandemic, I feel like I'm in a rut, and I just can't get out. God has given you the power to get out. Your words have what? I didn't hear you. Stop saying what you cannot do. Start claiming what you we must be mindful all the time of the presence of God. If you have check, how many of you have a checking account? Debit card, savings account, some kind of card, credit card, too many credit cards. 
too many debts you'd like to get rid of? Get your hands up. Raise your hands in the air. Raise them like you really do care. If you raise them real good, Brother Fred Wiley's going to pay all your debt. Woo! Let's hear it for Brother Fred. If you have a checking account or some kind of account, you cannot continue to always go to the ATM and take money out. Because one day, <laughs> if you keep taking money out and you never put nothing in, see, young people don't know this. Back in the day when you were with overdrawn, they would take your credit card. Oh, y'all remember that. And not give it back. Now they just won't let the transaction go through. But you can't continue to take, 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 and you never make any deposits. Do you understand? The same way in the kingdom of God. We can't take, take, take and never take time to pray. That's how you make deposits. Take, take, take. Do a good deed. That's how you make deposits. Pray for someone else. That's how you make deposits. And when we do all of this, that's called letting your light shine. Letting your light shine is not just walking around without a care in the world. Anybody can do that. But letting your light shine is actually taking actions, making a conscious decision. Lord, I really want to help someone today. Lord, I really want to be an encouragement to someone today. Say amen. Let your light shine. The Bible teaches us that in the kingdom of God, you will reap what you sow. If you don't ever sow anything, there's nothing for you to reap. So be busy about our Father's business. What am I supposed to do, Pastor? What did Jesus do? Jesus went around helping people. Jesus went around encouraging people. Jesus went around trying to uplift people. That's what we are called to do. Verse 14, look at it closely. It says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Stop hiding. Some people have been hiding the fact that they are saved ever since they got saved in 1931. <laughs> that was a joke. Stop hiding the fact that you are saved. And some people use the excuse, well, I don't want people to know I'm saved because I have a very bad past. All of us, all of us have a past. All of us have things that we're not proud of. Say amen, somebody. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his forgiveness. Some people say, well, pastor, you know, I don't let my light shine too much because I'm not a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Simply tell the story of what the Lord has done for you. Look at verse 15. Now Jesus is leading somewhere. He's not just saying empty words. Look at your Bible. Jesus said, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure but on a lamp stand and it gives light to all in the house. 
The very purpose of light is defeated if you hide it away. God created you to be you. And I, I love saying this, and I'm going to say this even more often as we close out 2021. God designed you. God did not design anybody else, please hear me, on the planet to be exactly like you. There are some good imitators. Amen. You go, I, I, I haven't been there since I was 16, but if you go to Vegas, I can't go there. If you go to Branson or to Las Vegas, they have some very good Elvis Presley imitators. I mean, they're pretty good. I didn't know there was a black Elvis, but there is. He's called a imitator. They have in Las Vegas, and one day I might get there, they have a Michael Jackson show where this guy is supposed to be the closest thing. Y'all act like you don't know who Michael Jackson is. I said, Michael Jackson, everybody. Remember the Jackson 5? Yeah, shit. As good as Michael Jackson was singing, as good as the person in Vegas is supposed to be the closest thing to Michael Jackson, he's still called, if you're going to imitate or emulate anyone, why don't you make up your mind, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. Lord, I want to take what Jesus did in the Bible, and I want to implement those things. I want to show others. I want to imitate Jesus. I want to imitate when, when things are going challenging, when people are upset, I want to be like Jesus. When they ran to Jesus and said, Lord, we caught this woman in adultery, they thought Jesus was going to jump up and be angry and say, you have sinned. First of all, oh, I can't say that either. How did you know the woman? I want to be like Jesus. I want to have the right attitude. That's the issue in the body of Christ. The world has creeped in where you can't tell who's saved and who's not saved because everybody has the same funky attitude. But we're called to be the light. We're called to be the light that shines in the valley. We're called, Jesus said in, in verse 15, don't hide what God has done. Nobody is designed to be like you. You are unique. And if you don't let your light shine, you're not living to your full potential. Body of Christ, God has put gifts inside of you. Those gifts and talents. Somebody say, I inherited from my grandpa. No, it was for you. The talents. Oh, I'm going to go somewhere. The talents and the gifts that you receive that are passed down ever since you came to America. <sighs> Hear me. This is deep. All your talents and all of our gifts that our parents had, our grandparents had, your great-great-grandparents, all those talents just building and building and building. Then you're born. All those talents and gifts God has designed for you. 
But pastor, you don't know, I can't do this right. And I can't, stop saying what you can't do. Start confessing what you can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God has given you talents and ideals, and people don't use them because they're scared. What are you scared of? Well, pastor, I know people who have failed in the past. Learn from their mistakes. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, and he'll do just that. Wow. God has put gifts inside of all of us, and stop hiding the fact that God has put the gift in you. Jesus said, don't hide it. He said, your gifts, your talents should give light to everyone in the house. Everyone around you should be able to feel the love of God. The disciples and the followers of Christ were never called to live in secret. Write this down. W-W-W. That's who dash what dash where we are called and we are commanded to live openly as believers that others can see who we are that others can experience what we are wow and others can see where we are headed. Thank you, brother. The, the church is headed somewhere. I am the church. I'm headed somewhere. I'm not stuck. I, I'm not in the same place. I'm headed somewhere because the Holy Spirit is literally leading the church from glory to glory. God doesn't need any secret agents. That day is gone. What are you hiding for? Who are you hiding from? What are you hiding from? We are called and commanded by God to let the world see who we are. How many of you this coming week will let somebody know who you really are? Come on, clap your hands, raise your hands. Who's who we really are? I, I'm not going to keep hiding who I am where everything else is advertised. I'm glad I am saved. You say amen. God doesn't need 007. 007's in the movies, man. God needs Christians who are not ashamed to say, I'm a Christian. Now look at the end of verse 15. I love, look what Jesus actually says. Jesus says, and it gives light to all in the house. God wants you to shine. God wants you to be encouraging to everyone you come in contact with. Amen. Maybe you can't hug a person. I haven't hugged anyone outside of my family in over 18 months. I'm a hugger. I miss hugging. That's what I do. Listen to me. But that doesn't stop who I am. I can still show you love without hugging you by what I do for you. People 
are practicing the wrong thing. Instead of practicing something good, most times they're practicing something bad. When you get up in the morning, generally, the first thing you say when you meet someone is what? Good morning. Most times, people don't say, bad morning. When you go throughout your day, in the afternoon, when you see somebody at 1 o'clock, you run into them, what do you normally say? Good afternoon. Bad afternoon. So you say, good morning. Good afternoon. Listen to your word usage. Then you go throughout the day and make your way back home. And you get ready to go to bed and you tell everybody in your house, good you don't say, bad night. And then, on top of that, if you want a little cherry, a little plus, sometimes you'll say, sweet, your words have power. Be mindful of what you're saying. Don't say, this is a bad day. My whole day, you talk to me in the afternoon, pastor, this day is as bad as yesterday. Man, you need to pray. If every day is hard, if every day is challenging, you need to pray. Because the Bible says, after Jesus was tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights, that for a season, it means for a time period, the devil left him alone. Some of y'all need a season. Some of y'all need a time period for the devil to leave you alone so you can break out and step out into where God has called you. Clap your hands and say amen. I'm called to be radiant. Verse 16 is very transformative. Look at verse 16. So Jesus says this. He concludes this small part of the Sermon on the Mount. Verse 16, Jesus says, so there's no confusion. I want you to hear it straight from me. Jesus says, let your light so shine before men. And let me stop here. Please look at me, everybody watching all over the land. You can have more than the King James Version of the Bible. I heard somebody say, I got one Bible and one Bible only. I encourage everyone to get an Amplified Bible so you can read exactly what the original Hebrew and what the original Greek has to say. And Jesus is very specific here in what he says. Look at it. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence. Where are the, preacher, the preachers at today and the teachers and the Christians with moral excellence? We hear about everyone doing things that's immoral. What about moral excellence? Wow. He says, and your praiseworthiness. Every born again believer, you should have a level of praise. Worthiness. What is Jesus saying? Every once in a while, somebody ought to say, Brother Hastings, man, you're doing a good job serving God. I praise you. I bless you for your commitment to God's church. When was the last time somebody came up to you and said, 
man, your light is really shining. We have work to do, church. Wow. Now back up. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthiness, noble. And, Brother Randy, good deeds and recognize and honor and praise. Look what Jesus says. And praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The universe, all of the galaxies, all of the planets are controlled from listening from heaven. Raise your hands. Say God is in control. Shout it out to the atmosphere. God is in control. I love that Jesus says, let your light shine in front of men. Don't just let it shine at home, you, your husband, and your doggy. Let it shine before men. Let it shine when you go to work. Let it shine when you're at Walmart. Let it shine wherever you go. Let your light before men that they may see. Look at your Bible. That they may see that they may see. You're not wearing a mask over your eyes. That means we can still do some good works. Where it says, let your light change it to let my light. Make it personal. Let my light shine. Process things differently. Know that I have a responsibility to the kingdom of God to let my light shine. And let it shine. Uh-oh, I don't get in trouble. And not just on the major holidays. I can't say that either. To the best of our ability. Strive to, do, to live a moral life. We are called to strive to live a moral life. If you miss the mark, and we all do sometimes, don't forget to repent. Say amen. We want to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable to God. Jesus said, praiseworthy. In order to be praiseworthy, you have to do something good. And I've been preaching this for years. Do something good for someone that can do nothing for you in return. Amen. It's not a matter of if we make mistakes, but when we make mistakes. When we fall short, just be quick to repent. The most important thing here in verse 16, look at it is that we are called to give God glory. Every believer is called to give God glory through our lifestyle. Thank you, Lord. Don't try to live or to be like anybody else. Try to live and be who God designed you to be. I was talking to a lady this week, and she told me, she said, Pastor, I'm always taking selfies. First of all, I need to ask because you never know. How many of you know what a selfie is? Hey, never know. You gotta ask. A selfie. Let me see here. She said, Pastor, in order to be a professional person that takes selfies all the time, there's an art to it. I thought you just snapped the picture. But this lady was telling me 
that she has to snap. I was like, wow, uh-oh, don't get in trouble. At least 30 to 40 pictures to get the right angle. Now act like you ain't never took a selfie. You have to have the right lighting. You have to have the right background. But she said, Pastor, I take all these pictures, and out of the 40 pictures I've taken, the selfie, I can only use one. And that's the one I post, is that one that's just perfect. But nobody knows how many shots it took to get the one perfect picture. Listen, God is calling us to be real, not to be fake. When you see somebody's picture online, you don't know how many times they had to take that picture and you talking about, I want to be just like her. Her hair's not real. Her eyelashes are not real. I mean, come on. I want to be just like him. He, he got a wig on. He ain't got no teeth. They all fake. Listen, you don't know what you're looking at. God designed you just to be you. Look in the mirror. I'm trying to help you. And love who you see looking back. I got bags under my eyes. Go to sleep earlier. Ah. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I'm just going to get plastic surgery. Once you start, you cannot stop. Botox, but that's for another day. Botox, that's for another day. <laughs> Jesus wanted us to know we honor God through our lifestyles. Don't try to be like someone else. Don't try to be like the people on TV. That's all fake. Stop being fake. Be who God created you to be. If God gave you a laugh that's not like anybody else's, then laugh. If God gave you a walk that's unique, then walk like you walk. Don't try to be like anybody else. One of the dumbest things I ever did when I was a kid, and I'm going to demonstrate, was trying to walk like my dad. Those of you that knew my father, knew he had a, back in the day, had a very fast walk. This is how he walked. Give me some music. My father would say, come on, boy. Oh, he's faster than that. But this is how he walked. My father would. And I used to think that my father was doing that, trying to leave me behind when we were in the hospital. But can you imagine a little 14-year-old boy trying to keep up with? And by the time I keep up with, catch up with my father in the hospital room, he done been in. He's already laid hands. He's already prayed for you. If you knew my father, he was gone. Be who God called you to be. I love you, Daddy. I'd go to the hospital by myself. I wouldn't try to walk as fast as him. And another thing about my dad, he had a certain click. Those of you who knew my father, you could hear him coming. I know it's a bit much because some of y'all don't understand that. You could hear him come. And I would be in the hospital, and I would, like, I'd stay in the room and stay in the room, and I'd get back to the church, and my father said, boy, what took you so long? Because my father was a short visitor. And I would sit there and I'd cry and do all this. Stuff. Be who God called you to be. Because everyone in your family, your grandparents, they were all 
doing this so you could do that. Nothing is by chance. Listen to me. I'm going really deep. The conversations you had with your kinfolk, with your grandparents, they were planting seeds in you that's going to help you do Be who you are. God is very intentional, and God knew what he was doing when he purposed for you to be born in the family you were born in. Be who you are. Strive to live a godly life. Strive to live a life that gives God glory. And I close with this. Does anyone know that you are a light? If you walked out your front door, does anybody know that you are burning light, that you have the fire of Christ within you? Does anybody, when you go out, can they see the reflection of God in you? Does your faith in God cause you to act different than people who are in the world? The world lives in fear, but we live in faith. Jesus says that we are to let our light shine before one another everywhere we go. Whether you interact or not with people, let it shine. People can tell when there's something different about you. Jesus, through his death, through his burial, and through his resurrection, he connected us back to our Heavenly Father. I told you at the beginning of this message, there's no way to the Father but through Jesus. And no one has to remain in darkness. No one has to remain in sin. I'm very serious. If you messed up, ask God to forgive you. Repent of your sins. Turn. Turn. Turn away from evil and seek to live a moral Christian life in Jesus' name. The end of the verse, look at it, then I'm going to close. The end of the verse says that God is in heaven. That God is where? In heaven. You have friends in high places. So let your confidence in God shine. Let your belief in God shine. And let your faith in God shine. Despite of what we're faced with every week, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I said Jesus is Lord.